There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on VEASAN's Primetime Action, live from the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. We're going to talk to Kenny White momentarily about uh, the Final Four. Before we do that, let's update all the scores. Yeah, start over in the NBA. The Cavaliers up on the Mavericks, 59-54, to two minutes left in the first half. Cavs, a one-and-a-half-point live favor now, 227-and-a-half, the live total. Nuggets up on the Pacers, 67-49, to 112 remaining in the first half of that game. Nuggets, 18-and-a-half-point live favorites, 239 Nine and a half, your live total. Magic and Wizards all tied up at 56. 30 seconds left in the first half. Wizards, two and a half point live favorites, 227 and a half the live total. Knicks up on the Hornets, 26 to 24. Two minutes left in the first quarter. Hornets, one and a half point live favorites, 226 and a half the live total. Timberwolves lead the Raptors 26 to 18. Two minutes left in the first quarter. Timberwolves, three and a half point live favorite, 223 and a half. The total there uh, in the Heat with a one-point lead over the Celtics right now, twenty to nineteen. Three and a half minutes remain in the first quarter. Celtics still four and a half point live favorites, two fourteen and a half. The live total over on the ice. Two games in action. Sabers up on the Jets, one to nothing in the first intermission. Sabers minus one eighty live. Jets plus one thirty-five. Five and a half your live total juiced slightly to the under. Rangers lead the Red Wings one to nothing. Twelve forty-five remain in the first period. Rangers minus two eighty-five live. Red Wings plus two oh five. Six and a half. Your live total. All right. Let's talk some college basketball. March Madness, of course, on Saturday. Kenny White joins us. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at KWhiteyVegas, KennyWhiteSports.com. How you doing, man? You good? Hey, Gil, Matt, do, doing great. Uh, actually, I'm really looking forward to baseball season getting started here. That extra week they gave me to do some work is kind of refreshing. Do you have a uh, do you have a baseball play you'd like to share with us a season? I play? do no, I do not. I oh, wish I'm still. It's like okay. a jigsaw puzzle. I got I got the outside edge done, <laughs> and now I'm putting everything together in the middle of that puzzle. So uh, yeah, still putting things together. But yeah, I'm excited about it. As long as you found the corner pieces, Kenny, you'll be okay moving forward. That's right. You'll be all right. Uh, all right. Let's start with Villanova in Kansas. Um, there's a obviously a you know full game is about one thirty two and a half, one thirty three on the total. Kansas favored by four and a half, but you're going a little different on this. I am. Uh, you know these games are so tight uh, early on. The nerves of these kids. It's it's uh, it's such a big game on a big stage. We're playing in a dome. You know it's and and the shooting. We don't know how the shooting's going to be in this dome early on in the game. So I'm going to go under in the first half. 
Uh, that total is 61 and a half. We know uh, Villanova now without Justin Moore. Uh, leader in minutes on a team that only plays really six players. That hurts. Second leading scorer, 14.5 a game. That really hurts. Uh, he's not one of their best. He's a good defensive player, not one of their best. So um, I think it affects their offense more than it will affect the defense. Uh, Kansas loves to get up and down, but I don't think they're going to be able to against Villanova early in this basketball game. If, if Villanova falls behind, then they're going to have to push the, the tempo. But I think Villanova can hang around early while they're fresh. Uh, the Kansas defense has shown improvement as well in the NCAA tournament. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a defensive battle early in this basketball game. But, Kenny, overall, you you do believe at the end of the day Kansas does end up pulling this thing out um, and, and basically moves on to the championship here? I do. I And, Matt, I made uh, Kansas in this game only a four-point favorite, and that was two-and-a-half points for Justin Moore uh, being out of the lineup for Villanova. So I was would have been one-and-a-half, pushed it to four. Um, I think this number will go up, though. So if you like Kansas, I would say bet it now. If you want to bet Villanova, go ahead and wait because you know the general public's going to be all over the Jayhawks. All right, game two, Duke and Carolina, the greatest rivalry in all of sports, Kenny. Greatest rivalry over the course of our lifetime. First time ever meeting in March Madness, and they do it in a national semi. Amazing. You have a play here, um, and it's and it's not the, the team that most would suspect here. You're going with the, you're going with the dog. Well, I'd like to first say – I'll take the Yankees Red Sox as the greatest rivalry, maybe. And Dodgers Giants are another good one. I got to go, always go back to baseball. But yeah, basketball rivalry, yeah. When you're looking at blue bloods, it's amazing. There's only four blue bloods, and that's Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, and Duke. And three of the four are in the, in the final four. Villanova's the new blood. Um, this one's going to be a great game. Obviously, eight miles apart. Uh, these teams just hate each other uh, passionately on the basketball court and football field and baseball, whatever sport it is, doesn't matter. So it's 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 such a rivalry. I would rather be on the dog. This is a derby game over the pond, throw out all the stats, take the points. But you know what? I'd go deeper than that. North Carolina has played their best basketball since they beat Duke at Duke 94-81. Uh, as an 11-point dog, uh, they have just turned it on. They played one bad game, but every other game, they've really been dominating. Um, you know, when people say, you always use you always use home revenge, home revenge, and there's home revenge here. Duke lost at home the last time these two played. However, I really don't like to give home revenge to a favorite. Uh, North Carolina is not going to be overconfident because they beat Duke at Duke, and they know they're the underdog, and they're probably saying, we're the dog? You know, I think that's just a little more motivation for North Carolina. Again, um, Duke has gotten over the hump, the pressure of Coach K. Uh, it looked like it was building. They lost to North Carolina at home. They lost to Virginia Tech in the, in the, uh, in the conference tournament. They struggled a little bit out of the gate versus Fullerton. Then they turned it on. They didn't cover, but they win by 16 or 17. And then the big game against Michigan State where they're down five. They come back and win. They beat Texas Tech. Looks like the pressure's off. Is it? I don't know. There's got to be a ton of pressure on these kids. So I'm hoping that uh, that pressure will be enough to wear them down. And North Carolina, as I said, they are playing great basketball right now. Uh, they're going to be a tough team to beat. See, I, I love the Tar Heels. Kenny, do you think I'm being just uh, a little too presumptuous here to think that there will be a, a big crowd advantage for Duke than, uh, over North Carolina here? I mean, this is one, as we know, Cost a pretty penny to go to Duke, so uh, the alumni probably has uh, has resources hmm. to uh, to make it down to New Orleans. And then also with this being Coach K's last season, they make it to the Final Four, the whole nine yards. They probably were kind of planning ahead to come anyway. They were probably thinking there was a decent chance that they were going to make it. And then even the people who decide here last minute to go ahead and make a, a go down there since it's against North Carolina. I don't know why. I, just, I feel like there's going to be a, a pretty big crowd a pretty big crowd difference between Duke and North Carolina in this thing. Yeah, I, I hope not. Cause I always like those type of advantage. It hasn't worked out well in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Wisconsin lost at home. Uh, uh, there was a couple other teams that played very close to home that lost. And even though uh, Samson uh, from uh, Houston says it was an advantage where he was playing because it was a three hour drive. That's bull. It was a pro Houston crowd because it wasn't that far, but you know, Matt, North Carolina has a lot of fans, and they've got they've got enough money in that that uh, their coffers there that I'm sure it's going to be a 
a, a big North Carolina showing as well, I think. So I don't I, I don't think it's going to be lopsided one way or the other. I think it's going to be split down the middle. I know there'll be a lot of people there for Coach K, but, man, North Carolina basketball, I, they're, they're going to be there, and they're – in their blue, in the same color that I'm wearing tonight. <laughs> Matt's got a blue and I'll too. Be down, I'll be, and I'll be down there as well in the blue color. So I'll be there at the game. We should make a commercial about shades of blue. We Has that been done yet? Yes, I know. I oh, know. Okay. Yeah, it's almost like someone thought of it but yeah. didn't really explain it. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> didn't explain it. Odds to win the most outstanding player before we move on to ask you about the NIT championship. Uh, Paolo oh, Boncaro boy. of Duke is the short shot here, Kenny. Plus 275. Oche Baji for Kansas at 5-1. to one. A couple Villanova ball players, Samuelson Gillespie right after that. And then you see Armando Baycott, the short shot for the heels. Any thought in this market? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really look at this market yet, but you know, I'm going to be a Tar Heel uh, guy all the way through this thing. Um, I'm going to say that uh, looking at uh, Caleb Love, maybe even Brady Manick. I'd say Brady Manick. He's actually shot the three ball far better, and he has that ton of experience with his age and being through the rigors of college basketball through at Oklahoma. Uh, he's looked really good down the stretch too. Baycott's looked great too, hitting the boards. But I'll take Manick because he shoots the three ball so well. All right, uh, and then about the NIT championship, which is tomorrow night, Xavier and Texas A&M. Boy, I will tell you, Kenny, I, I'll watch. I watch Texas A&M, and it harkens back to the to the Selection Sunday show where you felt, yeah, I didn't really have that much of a problem with the uh, committee except for one, and that was the Texas A&M snubbing, and they have looked the part in the NIT to corroborate that. They looked great in the in the SEC tournament too, Gil. I was I was really impressed with their defense. And I thought they were going to make the tournament as well. And um, they would have been a team I would have thought, you know, first game out would have uh, not shown up because of the snub. But they they played that great defense. And that's I like the first half in this one under as well. Uh, the total 64, you can find a 64 and a half if you shop around. Um, defense, defense, and more defense. Xavier the other night, uh, they got a little bit of a lead and that second half turned into a really high-scoring game. But AM's defense will dictate the tempo in this one. You know, sooner or later, Scruggs for uh, AM, well, they lost Paul Scruggs to an, an injury, an ACL tear, and he's their leading scorer, but it has not affected them. But in one of these games, for Xavier, I got to believe sooner or later it's going to catch up to them. And I think it could be this one because I think AM's defense is just too much. All right, Kenny, what happens to you now? You transition into baseball, and then when does college football prep begin for you this summer? Already started the college football prep. I've wow. been, you know, going going through all the spring practices and the teams that have finished, and uh, getting every. I've got everybody's roster stats from last year, so I'm rating rating players out and teams out already. Um, but working on baseball as I do that. So I split up my day, you know, a couple hours a year of one sport, switch to the other, and you know, just go back and forth and try to try to keep it interesting and look for new angles. So yeah, it's. Um, as well, a busy time of year, but you know, this is a fun time. I really like college football is going to be great again. Last year I said it would be the year of the upset. And I think this coming year will also be, I am shocked at how many quarterbacks have gone into the, the transfer portal and are changing teams. There's over 50 guys that I think could maybe start at a new university. Ooh. All right, Kenny, enjoy the final four first before you dive into that too, too much full steam. Thank you. Thanks sir. for having me on the show guys. We appreciate, appreciate it. it. You too. Man. Best KennyWhiteSports.com at KWhiteyVegas and of course at CBS HQ. That's where you can check out all Kenny's work. We'll come back. Our NL Central preview next. Not at all like the NL East, which we did last night. It's VEASAN's Primetime Action. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stack starting lineup like the Breakfast Baconator, Croissant Combos, and Hot or Cold Coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends oven baked sizzling bacon. Fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and it's simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. No pulp. <laughs> no pulp. No pulp in the orange juice. We sure about that? There is Wendy's sitting on the blackjack table next to us right oh. in the studio. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to sit through an hour and 45 minutes worth of the show left. I'm going to reward myself just, after our NL Central preview. Just wafting it in, you know? We, we got some delivered this morning, and Parl stuck his grubby hands in all of them. And I was like, hey, I'm doing a show over here. <laughs> hey, Jeff? That sounds very parl Every time we threw it to Parl's, he's like... Yeah, I <laughs> wanted to say, or like, uh, you can't want to interrupt your breakfast. Wipe that egg off your yeah, face first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he enjoyed it. Now, he did uh, He did give me some breakfast potatoes and a bit of a uh, maple syrup chicken biscuit thing, which was Ooh. awesome. Ooh, that sounds good. So he did, uh, you know, share a couple. Parl's in charge, man. Can never trust him. Parl's in charge. Yeah, every, who gave him that nickname back there? It's my favorite uh, one. That's a good one. You go with Parlay, I love Parl's in charge. <laughs> Oh. Wait, 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 I'm just wait. making sure that this is actually Peter King's Twitter handle. I just heard it, it from the guys downstairs, too. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Bruce Arians is retiring, moving to the Bucks front office, and Todd Bowles is going to take over. Wow. It looks like that is Peter King and Sam Farmer reporting it. Wow. So the return of Tom Brady, and now... Bruce Arians going up to the front office and Todd Bowles, former Super Bowl champion as a player in Washington, had a stint with the Jets as a head coach and will now be the new head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The NFL's like, oh, you guys want to talk baseball? Nah. <laughs> nah. No. Uh-uh. Feels like one of those, like, I don't want to make an assumption, but it feels like one of those they probably had a conversation about before Brady came back. Like, don't you want to put all the cards on the table at that point and Brady's talking about? Who knows? Bruce, Bruce Arians was was always a little, you know, in the two years of Tom Brady prior to this, there was always a moment. Remember, there was one moment both seasons where he got a little ornery with Tom himself. Yeah. And publicly. It wouldn't surprise me if a, a doctor told him maybe he needs to not be on the sidelines anymore. You see how red his face gets when he's yeah. on the sidelines? Like, mm-hmm. It's like... I'm like I'm like always mildly nervous when he like starts arguing calls and stuff. I'm like, oh boy. Nah, I'm with right. you. It's like if you, if you had a camera watching me, the uh, on me watching the Jazz last night collapse in that game. It's it's like the same type of thing. You're like a heart attack is probably coming at some point. You never know. <laughs> I liked your text line. Oh yeah, while I'm watching the Jazz collapse, <laughs> it was one of those where you're like four. It's first four minutes left, and you're like, you know how it ends. Like you know how it ends. The Clippers were definitely coming back. Always. Paul George's debut, right? Back from injury? Yeah, and he looked dang good, good uh, on both ends. I think mean, it was 33, finished with 33 or 34. Um, I mean, was crucial on defense down the stretch. 
I may have put in a, a, a couple Clippers futures after that game last night. Ega up a set, up a break. What 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 type of futures? Uh, it found MGM still had 30 to 1 to win the West and 60 to 1 to win the final. So I put in small bets because we know they got to get through the play in round still. Talk about the Clippers now. Clippers, yeah. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Last night, NL East preview here on primetime action, a division that we both sort of agreed. Uh, this division's a lot better than we thought it was. Braves, Mets, and uh, obviously at the top of that division, the, the Phillies as well. Three of those teams, not like the others, then a little drop off to the Marlins and certainly a drop off to Washington in the cellar, who, even if they have some good performances this year, you would think would sell off at the trade deadline. And then there's the NL Central, which we get into today. Not nearly as top heavy as the East, where one team and maybe two largely considered better than the rest. We can start with the Brewers, who are the consensus favorite in this division. Yeah, this Brewer squad, one that I do have bets on. If you've been listening to us, I went ahead and played them to win the Central. I played the over on the wins as well for this Brewers team. I think whenever you look at this division kind of top to bottom, they really are the the cream of the crop here. You look at the moves that they made. They got Hunter Renfro to come in. Uh, they traded Jackie Bradley Jr. out of town. A lot of that had to do with the fact that Jackie Bradley Jr. and his performance uh, for the money they were going to have to pay him, I think it was like $12 million or something like that. Um, they lost Avisail Garcia, and so they basically just bring in Hunter Renfro, who's Hunter Renfro is Avisail Garcia. Avisail Garcia is Hunter Renfro, right? Like, so it's just it's, they're 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 kind of like the same same dudes. Um, from a free agent standpoint, they get in, bring in Andrew McCutcheon. He'll likely DH for them the majority of the time. Uh, they brought in Pedro Severino as a backup catcher for them. They uh, Brad Boxberger. If you guys remember. Gil, you will because you're a baseball guy. But, mm -hmm. like, you know, we're we're only, like, four years removed from Boxberger being one of the best relievers in all of baseball. He also ended up battling injuries and then had two pretty bad seasons kind of in there as well. But, anyway, he is back with the Brewers here to see if, you know, what, what he can do with them. And so I think that that's an interesting – I certainly think that's at least an interesting kind of gamble there for for this team. And, you know, you, you take a look and what their projected lineup – looks like and what you might be getting from a rotational standpoint with this team. And, and then you compare it to the rest of the division. It, it might not be one of those teams where you sit there and look at it just blows you away. I was going to say, yeah. But then you look at the rest of the division exactly and you go, right. oh, but it's much better than the rest of that division. That's exactly the topic sentence yeah. I've had. It's like, yeah. so it's Colton Wong, Willie Adamas, Christian Yelich, Andrew McCutcheon, Raditelis is going to be in there, either playing first base or DHing. You know, Hunter Renfro, as I just mentioned, they brought him in. Lorenzo Kane. And so, again, it's it's a bunch of super solid guys. It's not guys that are really just going to – I mean, of course, Yelich, if he can regain form, one of the very best players in all baseball, had an offseason last year. But, you know, it, it's – comparatively much, much, much better. And then you look at that rotation and, and that's, that, that's what puts them over. And that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. I mean, it's Burns, it's Woodruff, it's Peralta. So, I mean, one, two, three. And the bullpen. It's just a hammer. Yeah. Hauser has a lot of upside. Now, whether whether he's going to be one of those guys that, you know, whether he's going to be one of those guys that lives up to the upside or not, we'll see. But he's in there as well. And then you get to that bullpen. And of course, Devin Williams, Josh Hader, game over. You get to game eighth over. and ninth inning. Yep. It's, it's going to be game over. And, again, now you add Boxberger, and if he's even close to what he used to be, it's like just get to the seventh inning and game's over. Because if you can go Boxberger, Williams, Hayter, then, then it's game over for this team. So I, I, I just thought it was way too much for the rest of those teams in this division to deal with. I, I really do like the, the weak competition as well, which is why I bet the over on the wins as well. And – I think before it's all said and done, I might go ahead and throw a little sprinkle on Woodruff from mm. a hmm. from a uh, Cy Young standpoint. Listen, we all think it's going to be DeGrom, but we all thought it was going to be DeGrom last year. He ended up getting injured. We don't wish that on him at all. He's the most fun pitcher to watch I've seen in a very, very, very long time. That said, you look at Woodruff last year, Gil. He comes out with peripheral stats. His XFIP was 305. His Sierra was 331. If you look at his ERA, 256. He had a whip under one, 0.96. He had a K percentage of 30% and a walk percentage of just 6%. And you're like, well, why wouldn't this guy like in oh, the side? Beautiful. Yeah. You know why? 
because he was the worst variant situation ever. He he finished at 9-10 on the season. Yeah. A losing record for this guy. And, you know, while there has been a lot of baseball guys who've gotten past this whole record thing or whatever – a losing record is just going to be—it's just going to be too much for people to get past, right? Like, Kornheiser and Will Bond's heads are exploding at yeah, nine and ten. I mean, it's like yes, we've seen Degrom win with you know fourteen and ten records and stuff like that and whatever, but they understand that he's awesome. To give it to a guy or even have him in the conversation who actually had a losing record, I think yes, would just make some people's old school heads blow off. So. If he can get on the right side of variance in these wins and kind of repeat what he did last year, I think that he's uh, he's kind of right in the mix there. And again, you can find him as high as I've seen 16, 18 to ones out there on him for, for Cy Young. Yeah, we're up against the wall, so I won't add much. But Milwaukee, 93 at Pocota, their win total projected. Uh, at Fangraphs, their win total is projected at 88 games. Um and everything you said, I agree with it. The, what really puts the Brewers above the fray in the division is that starting rotation, as Matt mentioned, is that bullpen with Williams and Hader. But it really is the Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, um, Hader, Williams in the bullpen combination. Those five guys that put them over the top. Because really, when you do look at this lineup, and Christian Yelich, who, for those who don't know, who, who left Christian Yelich after the 2019 season. He is a corpse of Chris, of Christian Yelich. He yeah. has not been anywhere close to that ball player, uh, the MVP year of 2019. You look up and down that Brewers lineup, and you're like, I really don't get it. Like, this is a first-place team, but that pitching in this division makes them that with a bullet. We'll come back. We'll talk about the Cardinals, the Cubs, the Reds, and the Pirates. The Cardinals, just anecdotally, as we tease this going into the break, Probably one of the clubs that I've seen the most disparate opinions on mm-hmm. going into this season. I would agree. I had Roxy Roxborough on this morning to give his annual season wins dissertation. He had five of them. One of them was he was starkly on the Cardinals under. And yet I've seen so many people <clears throat> just sort of default to the fact that the Cardinals will figure it out with that organization, which is hard to argue with. We'll find out what Matt has to say about the St. Louis Cardinals who do have Albert Pujols back. Oh, boy. (laughs) That's nothing but ceremonial. That's next. Beeson's Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The college basketball season is in full swing. Grab a five-hour energy to stay alert to watch all your favorite games, or if you stayed up late to see that intense overtime game, take a five-hour energy shot in the morning so you can energize your day. With zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine, it's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from. With flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and more, there's a flavor for everyone. Get a five-hour energy today. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, in case you missed it, Bruce Aries. Stepping down as head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, getting kicked up to the front office, Todd Bowles, your new head coach. I believe Bill Simmons called this from the beginning. I believe Michael Lombardi may have called this from the beginning. Called what? That he was going to step down? That Brady wanted some, some version of Brady thought Arians might retire. You know, like some, they weren't convinced. Bill Simmons said he didn't think Tom Brady would ever play for Bruce Arians again. Mm. So that would go back to what I was talking about of maybe all the cards were on the table when Tom was talking about coming back. Or or what I said, which is, remember, even in their Super Bowl year, there was always a a moment in both seasons so far where Bruce Arians publicly went after Tom Brady. Do you remember those moments and those frustrating moments of the season where it was like, someone was like the quarterback too? He was like, yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. And there was another one. It's a, who knows? Who knows? Arian's new title will officially be Senior Consultant for Football. So and he tells the LA Times, I'll be at practices. I'll be in the office. Whatever they need me to do. It sounds like they need you to go away. That that, uh, that sounds I mean, incredibly awkward yeah. if you're at practice. Definitely not with on the, the practice coach. field. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean... Uh, <laughs> Who's the old man wearing that thing with a strap across yeah. his chest? Funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. That's such a. You can't have him on the field for practices, especially when you're trying to like bring in a newer, a new head coach. Like you can't do that. Hmm. Interesting. Let's go back to the NL Central, shall we? Cardinals. Again, anecdotally, the team that I've heard the most 
variant opinions on. What is yours? I'm pretty down on this squad as well. Yeah. Pretty down on this you squad. You and Roxy are aligned there. Um, so if you look, and, and mainly because so in free agency, they go get Steven Matz, which is, you know, he's fine, but nothing that you're going to really get super excited about. And then after that, it's kind of like, you know, Corey Dickerson, as you mentioned, Albert Pujols. I mean, like these are the guys that we're talking about that are that they're going to have to depend on, right? And then the other thing that, that came out that is pretty big for this team as well is that, you know, they've got guys that are hurt, right? I mean, Jack Flaherty is hurt. Alex Reyes is hurt. These are two of their, you know, their best starter and arguably their best reliever. And both of these guys are hurt to start the season. And so, you know, when they're going to to be back is is to be determined. But, you know, they're not going to rush either one of them back. And so there's going to be at least an, a, at least a period of time that they don't have their number one starter and don't have their number one reliever. So that goes along with the fact that this lineup is not really a lineup that is going to intimidate all that many people. I mean, you do have two studs in there in Goldschmidt and Arenado. But you're going to really need a whole bunch of guys to run – really good in order for this team to be competing for this division. You're going to need a Tommy Edmond and a Tyler O'Neill and a post-hype sleeper here in Dylan Carlson, who was all the rage last year as a rookie, but didn't really live up to to what they thought he could be. Yadier Molina at 700 years old is going to have to do something. (laughs) Corey Dickerson, who hasn't been anything in, you know, six or seven years is going to kind of have to get back up there as well. So, I mean, there's just a lot of guys that are really going to have to perform kind of at their 90th percentile, I think, Mm -hmm. for this team to be a real contender in the division. So, it was just another reason, again, and then with – and then you go to the fact that Flaherty and Reyes are also going to be out to start the season. It it put me even more on the Brewers. Yeah, the Flaherty injury is big. And as you alluded to, there are roster spots for Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina, and Albert Pujols. Yeah. If that tells you anything. If that tells you anything. I do like the outfield, Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, Harrison Bader. So I kind of like the lineup a little bit, but boy, I don't know. It just seems like there's too much of a deficit in pitching. Now, has this organization figured out a way, even despite having sort of bad projections or or mediocre projections in years past? Yes. So there's always that, where they somehow figure it it out by the end of the season. Fangraphs does have every one of the starters with at least a 4.15 ERA projected. Yeah, if that tells you anything, again, um, this doesn't include Flaherty. This is just the, of the five guys that are actually going to start the season for them in Wainwright, Michaelis, Matts, Hudson, and and Woodford. So again, all guys with the RAs over four. It, I just don't think he's going to be able to compete. All right, what about the as we go down in the NL Central? Talk now, about not being able to compete, Gil. Yeah, <laughs> the rest of this division. Now you now you now you really take a dip. <laughs> um, We'll start with the Cubbies. We'll go with the Cubs. What do you got here? So Marcus Stroman, they did bring in a, you know, they did bring in Marcus Stroman. So it wasn't just a complete like, okay, they're going to punt on the season or anything like that. And then they signed Seiya Suzuki as well. He's a big Japanese star. They had to end up paying like a hundred million dollars for him because it's a five-year, eighty-five million dollar deal. And then that you have to pay the, you know, like the whatever. What do they call it? Like the the placement fee or something like that in order to be able to even bid on on his services or something. So there, there's him. And then it's just a bunch of old guys they brought in because they need to fill positions, right? And I think that's what you're going to get here from the Cubs. It's just a mediocre middle of the road. These guys are going to break down over the course of the season. But it's like. You know, Jonathan Villar, Jan Gomes, Drew Smiley, Andrelton Simmons, like all these guys you've heard of and they've been around. Wade but the problem Miley. is, they've been, yeah, they've been around forever, right? Yeah. You know, they've just been around forever. And so it's just one of those, it, it, they'll be. There'll be a few games under 500, in my opinion. Um, Wilson Contreras, one of their very best players, he's up for a contract. If he doesn't want to, ex- if he doesn't want to sign there, and he makes it all you know very obvious to them that he doesn't want an extension, then he probably gets moved. And so now you're one of the guys that actually has a pulse for this team is going to be gone. You know, and of course they lost Chris Bryant in free agency as well. So there's just not a lot of talent on this team, kind of top to bottom here, and and it could. They could find themselves in a sell-off situation for at least a few of these guys if they don't want to re-sign and sign any sort of long-term deals with the Cubs as well. So that's that's why it's really hard for me to kind of buy in on, on this Cubs team. I know there are some people out there saying, like, well, you know, there is there are young guys, and there are. There's going to be there are going to be guys in this lineup where you are going to be on a daily basis, kind of going, oh, um, 
who is this fellow? This is generally a very uninspiring division, and this is probably the poster t- poster child team of that division, just being uninspiring. Yeah. They had the, maybe the worst rotation in Cubs history last year uh, with Hendricks and Davies and Alzale, and I, I guess this is better with uh, Miley, Smiley, and Stroman, but I don't know. I Yeah. Miley, Smiley, Smiley, Miley, 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 Smiley, I'm not going Miley. to that law firm. Miley, Smiley, Stroman, Miley, 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 Okay, let's keep it going. Uh, let's go down uh, further down the list here now. And the the Cincinnati Reds, who have effectively punted on the season, we've missed the best number on the Reds, unfortunately, on the under. Everyone in the world has bet the under on the Reds win total, and it's now gotten to the point where. I can't bet the under. I don't want to bet an over, but like, I mean, it's fallen like ten games. Like, yeah. like it's yeah. a full on ten games from where they opened this, and the reason being is because they just got rid of everyone. They traded, they traded Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez to the Mariners. Um, so those guys are gone. They traded Sonny Gray away. They traded Tucker Barnhart away. They traded Amir Garrett away. So I mean, like all of those guys are gone off of this team. They did sign Tommy Pham. You know, because they, they got to have someone. Like, you got to put someone out there well, yeah, to, to a, play. You need a warm body out yeah. there. Uh, Colin Moran, you probably heard of him. He played in Pittsburgh. They, they put him. Hunter Strickland uh, for, in the bullpen. He'll, you know, so th- there, there are those guys, I guess, that they signed to bring in. But this is going to be a terrible, terrible team. And not only is it going to be a terrible team, it's going to be a team that maybe if any of these guys that we don't, that you don't even know or don't even never have heard of, if they even have a decent season, they might get shipped well, away as well. You know who? You know who that applies to? Also, Joey Votto. Mm-hmm. If Joey Joey Votto had a bit of a bounce back season last year, if he has, and we talked about this with some of the Nationals and like Nelson Cruz. If Nelson Cruz is good. He's gone at the trade deadline. I think Joey Votto might be gone once and for all from the Reds at the trade yeah. deadline if he's good. There's 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 two guys in him and Mustakas, right? That both of those guys that are veteran dudes that a contender would probably pay for because at least you know you kind of got a proven commodity in these guys coming in. So if they have good seasons, you're gonna see, you're gonna see Votto and Mustakas probably on the move as well. So yeah, it, they're gonna be they're gonna be terrible. I'm not gonna say historically terrible. I don't think that that's that's right. But I mean they're gonna be they're gonna be real bad. You want to give us 40 seconds on the Pittsburgh Pirates? And they can be and they're gonna be worse. <laughs> Like and that, like, literally, that's the craziest thing about this. Is like yeah. as bad as as bad as the Reds are likely to be, the Pirates are going to be even worse because that's just the the makeup of this squad. I mean, they they traded away Jacob Stallings to the Marlins. We talked about that last night. Jacob Stallings was a Gold Glove catcher for them. All the only signings they really made are again a whole bunch of retreads. Jose Quintana, yeah, you remember him from ten years ago. To, to, he's going to have to be in the rotation. Uh, Yoshi Tsutsugo, uh, the guy for the Rays that never really panned out. One of the Japanese guys, Roberto Perez, is a backup catcher. Daniel Vogelbach. I mean, all these guys are going to have to like. Oh, uh, Vogelbach's yeah. won me some games yeah. in the past. The, all these guys are going to actually have to play for yeah. the Pirates and be starters on a daily basis. Uh, and we still don't even know if Cabrian Hayes is good. We don't. Who I believe I had a rookie of the, not I believe I did have a rookie of the year ticket on a couple years back. There's your NL Central. Guess it's what? It's the Brewers. <laughs> it's the Brewers. I really do believe it's so it's that top heavy for one team. They got Tiger props for the Masters. We look at them next. Vsin's primetime action. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on Primetime Action Live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Tip of the strip. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. You know how uh, Denver had that 28-point lead on Indiana after the first quarter? Mm-hmm. What's that score right about now? Yes, 91 they... apiece. 91 apiece. We, uh... The NBA. Well, we said it's fantastic. We said that the Nuggets had emptied the bench very early in this game. Maybe a little too and early. And it might have been a little too early. <laughs> might have been a little too early. Whoopsie. That said, all it did is we're going to get a triple double out of Jokic for this. So that's we, all we, we're going to get that. That's all we care least. about. Yeah, some dude named Devon Reed got some uh, got twelve minutes for the Nuggets. Don't know who that is. Yeah, he started, he, he emptied the bench far too early, and. uh so they got to play a fourth quarter now. And tied with the Pacers and the Nuggets are shooting sixty percent from the field. Twelve turnovers won't help. Yes. Today I uh, I made two tennis wagers <clears throat> this morning. Both were with the draws. Really? So I had that's fun. Paula Bedosa. She was trailing four one to Jessica Bagula, and she just quit. She was like she had an injury in the previous match, so there was always that possibility with her. Then I had Francisco Serundolo. Like four dollar dog plus four hundred, he's up on Yannick Sinner four to one up a break in the first set, and again you never know with either of them how they would turn out, but that's a heck of a start for a four dollar dog. And Sinner says, "I got foot blisters. I'm quitting." This is where I want my want my tent my walkover tennis rule uh, inserted. Uh, Gil, half the books mean you ha- say you have to go full match. The other half say at least one set. Neither of these went one set, so nothing happened with either. And that Sarundalo one, man, that hurt. I want the Ty Lue Allen Iverson walkover. Where the, if, if you quit, you have to lay down and allow your opponent to step over you. That's the best. And idea. look back in disgrace. The single greatest idea you've ever had on this show. I think so, too. But also, lay down. <laughs> I must walk over I'm you. Step over you. Walk over you. you literally. That? Yannick Sinner has to lay down. <laughs> and you got to shoot that look back, too. Like, what are you doing? Get out of here. What are you doing? Back in the, like, back in the day, like, that, 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 that could have at least been a discussion. Right, like a hundred years ago, oh, yeah. like it, that at least could have been a discussion. Be like, you will lay down, and you, I will walk you will over lay you. Lay down and allow your opponent to walk over you. As is tradition in tennis, yeah. he has quit. He will lay down and let his opponent walk mm, over him. It's that or a duel to the death. <laughs> you decide. Why did they talk like that back then? Serious old timey voice. Mm. All right, so uh, Tiger Woods may play the Masters. I know it's crazy. They got some Tiger Masters props up. Uh, these are courtesy of Circus Sports. Will Tiger complete one or more strokes in the Masters? The yes is the favorite. Okay, so this, I'm going to try to give a timeline on this today. Mm-hmm. I think these got released at about 1 or 2 p.m. I think when this first came out, it was minus 110 on each side. I saw it jump up to minus 295, then down to minus 195, then back up to the number where it's on this graphic. I haven't checked it since, but I'll check it right now. So they have been taking action on a lot of these. Don't you have to bet the no on principle right now? Like, do you think he's going to give it a go? Apparently he played another 18 today. I think he's going to play. Oh, man. I think he's going to play. Apparently he played another 18 today. I... When Kelly sent me this earlier, I did go in and the uh, I took the over on 75 and a half on the first round score, um, hoping that the finishing position 
continues to hopefully that fall. I think that's the best, and it has fallen. It, yeah. it, it was 57, I think, then 52, and now 49. Okay. Yeah, so let's get that to get that to like 42, 40 ish or if something. If that's around 40 to 42, yeah. that oh, I will be pounding this the over. This guy has not played a competitive stroke of golf in over 17 months. Look at the cut, making the cuts a coin flip. So but, so, but that one's trickier because there's, yeah, yeah there's because like what Matt talks about something. Yeah. yeah. There, yeah. Cause there's like 60 something people right. that make the cut out of right. only 80 something. So it's not that hard. I yeah. looked that up earlier. They're expecting, they have 98 per people in the field right now expected to be around a hundred, right? You're going to get cut a couple more this weekend. If 50, it should be a cut at 50 in ties. So, okay. If I think he's going to play. Can I foresee a scenario where Tiger makes the cut? Yeah, I, I it's unlikely, but yeah. But you start you start <laughs> talking about him getting into the weekend uh, and like having to play four rounds like this. Uh, cut to a shot of your guys' faces on Saturday night. There's a Tiger on the prowl. Yeah, he's gonna be on the leaderboard. Be like, if that dropped to forty and a half on the finishing position, I would be in on it heavy yeah. on the over. He's plus nine seventy. Yes, top ten minus fifteen fifty. No, top twenty plus four. 65. By the way, it should be noted in the outrights. He got as low as 40 to 1. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. What were you saying? Sam Burns is what now? Sam Burns. Last night, Sam Burns and he and Sam Burns were both 50. We're both 50. So a lot of movement when they first posted this. These numbers are all accurate now. So they really nothing's moved in the past few hours. Do you think if you said to Tiger right now, hey, Tiger, um, you know, you're going to play the Masters. Good on you. You're not going to make the cut. You still want to do this? You think he'd be like, yeah, I just it's a feat for me just to be in play, or do you think he'd be like, no, I'd rather not? I I think T- Tiger Woods would say, no, I'd rather not. Yeah. So he believes is what you're. That's saying. really. I think I think he's gonna play, and if he's gonna play, I think he thinks he's good enough to at least make the cut. Which I'm not gonna bet against Tiger Woods. Sorry. Points bet. Points bet still hanging a 66 because they're just like, we'll take whatever y'all want to. Oh, they did. They did the same thing. They put props up for this. No, 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 a 66-1 to one for the 10 to win the oh, Masters. Oh, the outright's okay. Like, everybody's at 50 or lower right now. They're hanging 66, and good on them because they're like, we'll take all the money. That's fine. I, I, think I, saw, I, I think I saw a tweet earlier about how he's the second most bet golfer at points bet, too. Because I don't think they're moving that number much now. They don't care. They'll take all the money they want. Did you see highlights of his uh... – 18 holes? Did they show no. anybody? And he got saw him swing. So he, no? he what? Yesterday he golfed with his son Charlie and Justin Thomas. Mm-hmm. I don't know who he played with today. I would I would assume that. I'm going to go out on a on a leap and uh, say that they played with the same guys again today. Yeah. What, what if he's just like Justin Thomas's coach right now? Like that would be <laughs> Jeremy and I were di- director Jeremy and I were talking about that downstairs. Like what if he just wanted to, wanted to give Charlie a tour of Mass the, uh, of Augusta? That's like all this is being completely overblown. He's I don't. I don't play. think that's the case, but who the heck knows? He wouldn't have flown down there and played two practice rounds if he wasn't if he wasn't intent on playing. I. I that's what I think. I think he's playing. I think the only way would the, the only way the no would be is if he wakes up tomorrow morning, and is just completely wrecked. Th- that's what I was going to say. Maybe what he's doing this week is yeah. I'm going to go out and play 18, 36 holes yeah. every day for four or five and days see and see what I feel like after that. That I would believe. Like, if, if we found out on, you know, Sunday, Monday, he wasn't playing in the tournament, and it was because of that, that would make sense to me. It's something else, though, man. Like, I, I just can't believe that people decided to run and, and bet him to where these odds got down to where they're, where they're at. I mean, again, it's just it, – I understand it's Tiger Woods, but this is not like a 2019 scenario. This guy – this guy, like leading into when he kind of came, I'm not going to say came out of nowhere, but whenever he, whenever he won that tournament, and everyone you know lost their minds and stuff like that. Like he had put together some really good rounds leading into mm. leading into the tournament. Like it wasn't like he just he was completely garbage and then just oh okay found this magic at Augusta. That wasn't the way that went. We're talking about a dude who hadn't played a competitive stroke in over 17 months and was worried about being able to even walk the course in the first place. What, what, what are we doing here? Right. Yeah. It's a completely different situation. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? That's all I'm saying. What are we doing here? Finished 38th in 2020 after winning it in 2019. Mm. 46 years old. 15 majors, five of which were green jackets. Still chasing Jack, Kelly. 
Still chasing. Remember, we were asking that question for so many we, we years. We don't bring that up anymore, do we? Yeah, we don't bring that up anymore. Yeah. So there's only three guys in the modern era that have the career Grand Slam, you know? And Tiger and Jack did it three times each. That's wild. That is crazy. <laughs> like, there's only three guys in the modern era that's ever even done it in history. And, and they, two of the three did it three times each. But that'll be the story heading into next week with Rory. What would impress you? If Tiger, Tiger, like, what number would he shoot on the, in the opening round where you'd be like, wow? Uh, if he shoots par. If he shot par, I'd be pretty impressed. I, 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 it would be a big wow for me. No. I'd be pretty impressed. Eight of the last ten Masters winners were at 1.7 strokes gained, tee to green, or better in the three months leading into the Masters. You know who qualifies this year, Kelly? Scotty Scheffler, as you would imagine. Nice. Will Zalatoris, John Rahm, Justin Thomas, all these names that you would you would expect, right? I, I bet Zalatoris, by the way. Joaquin Neiman fits that category. Shane Lowry. Shane Lowry. Fits that category. Of course, Scotty Scheffler. And Luke List. You know what? I knew this already. And Luke List. Because vice president of a million different things, Brian Rogers, dropped the same stat on me like three hours ago. Really? Yeah. Rogers was all over it. He said he had a Luke List bet, too. He's riding that 450 to 1 with us. He's, he said some outrights this year, hasn't he? Yeah. Right? He, yeah. He's a good golf better. Mm-hmm. All right. And a good golfer, I'm told, as well. As a matter of fact. Uh, we'll come back. We'll update all the scores. Micah Adams joins us from Sporting News. Let's talk about this scoring title, the adjusted math shenanigans. KD, anyone? Next. Beeson's Primetime Act. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.